We do what we do to survive. I do what I do to have you, have you. I do it, it all to have you. Ooh, 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 ooh. As the man said, welcome to Ear and Loathing, episode three. I'm happy to be here. I am George White, and I am in the torture chair today. That's right. I'm, I'm so... If anyone deserves to be tortured, it's George. Uh, <laughs> He's right. You and I, we got to have a talk later. I got a bone to pick with you. Uh, who else Who else is on... Uh, who's my other uh, Gitmo bro on the phone? It's me. It's, uh, it's uh, the North's own Aaron Britt. He's my North Star. <laughs> uh, so we are the, the Gitmo Bros here with Ear and Loathing. Number one rockers forever. You know. Forever. And uh, we got you some... absolutely know it. As, as George said, we're, we, uh, we have some, some, some uh, great torture music for him today. But we're going to start off... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, start with the kibitzing, if you guys don't mind. And I have, I'm, I, I believe it or not, I'm going to be, I'm going to um, make an executive decision. I have two things to discuss with you guys and mm-hmm. I'll make them both short and compact. So I don't take up too much time mm-hmm. with, whether you believe that or not, I'm going to at least attempt it. Intriguing. So the first thing is, is uh, some kind of, uh, I don't know what you would call it house, house cleaning or, uh, you know, nuts and bolts behind the scenes of ear and loathing. I was talking to a friend. And he loves the idea of the podcast. In fact, most people who hear about the idea really in, enjoy the concept. And so uh, he asked about the torture songs. And he said, are you guys doing like just bad? Is it just bad songs? Like, could you do weird, you know, just b- bad person who doesn't know how to sing on YouTube or, and so I, I wanted to run that by you guys because it's 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 sort to, so far with the submissions that we've that I've received from you guys for the torture songs, we we seem to have this unspoken agreement about about exactly what torture songs are. But I suppose it's open for debate. So the the what I feel like we've been doing is uh, they're they're sort of known songs, they're hit songs, or at least people songs people are familiar with and maybe even like. And we happen to hate them, or we, th- or or at least we think that our torture victim will hate them. Um, so, in other words, like using Doctor Demento songs, or like novelty songs, or uh, you know what they call outsider music, which is just like weird mental patients who who, who, <laughs> who create songs in their in their hospital room or whatever. Like those are, and a lot of times, just like bad songs. And but do those qual? I don't really know if those qualify for what we're trying to do here, right? I'm- that's a yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right away, here's, I thought, here's, like sorry oh, to interrupt, but yeah. like the Clapton song last week, yeah, universally agreed it was horrible. Oh, the, between yeah. the three of us, yeah. the, and that's that was, but that was a popular released song by a major artist, and and you know, there's there's probably variations of of what that definition is, but but we all seem to be on the same page about what the torture songs should be, right? Yes. 
I did want to at least get it on record that we all sort of agree. Like someone, like if you get inspired to go, you know, I really think this song by this, you know, this this teenage band from the fifties who didn't know how to sing, and like that's not really going to be a, the what we're looking for here, right? Right. You can't just play mumble rap. Yeah. And, right, right. Yeah. It doesn't really. It's song. Basically, what we're going for are songs that were ostensibly hits. And we're like we're and we're pointing out how bad they were and well also I mean it allows the who I mean whoever's listening to this might be that Romanian basement guy but like whoever's listening can participate <laughs> in a song that's known you know what I mean they can participate as a listener go oh yeah you know that that is that is something that I've always hated or I can't believe they're bagging on a song I care about right but they're part they they can participate and it's not just three dudes okay agreed for the record don't think you're going to be allowed to participate we're not going to listen to you but yeah anyone can participate sure jump in <laughs> yeah jump in you won't, you won't be listened to okay so i'm gonna that's that part of my my kibitzing is over now the other thing i wanted to talk about was um this th- i had two count them two gigs this weekend nice. we're recording this on a sunday so friday yesterday and friday i had i had gigs and two instances, and what I want to talk about is is getting the word out. It's a kind of a public service announcement for teaching people how to be proper audience members. Oh, <laughs> it turns into Bono. Stop the show. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> audience yeah. trust performer. Performer trust audience. Yeah, <laughs> it's but it's it's because and it's not. I don't care how you treat your your fellow audience members. I care about stop fucking annoying the band. Okay. So Friday night, I don't want to get too much into detail, but it was basically this drunk woman. And she was one of those people who thinks she can interact with the band. Like she can keep up with the band and, and you know, verbally. Sp- she thinks she's being funny and she's not at all. Yeah. She's, dr- she's drunk she, to one point where she just fell over. <laughs> and 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 she, and she was she was on the on the uh, the plus size. So not only what not, sounds entertaining <laughs> so far, Jamie. What's your problem? Not only not only was she well, I'll get to that. Not only was she uh, like dr- too drunk to help up because a, a patron and a, the bartender had to run around the bar, and the two of them together were really struggling to to lift this woman because she was really fucked up and large. And so she was she was bad, and and by the end of the night. I don't want to get into too much detail, but basically she was mad that we hadn't played her request yet. And we played other people's requests. The, right. the, her song she wanted was going to be at the end of the show. We said it's coming up. Right. And so we're just trying to get her to calm down. And she, every time we'd play other people's requests, she would get really mad that we hadn't done hers yet. And she was too drunk to understand that we were going to get to it. And it was almost like a better, the best position to close the night with it, but whatever. Okay. So at one point we're doing uh, uh, kids in America. We're the kids in America. Kim Wilde. Yeah, yeah, yeah Kim Wilde, of course. And and at the end of the song, as as the song's going out, you, you might even hear this in your own head, like the, the three chords they're they're vamping on when, when they're going, we're the kids, we're the kids, are the same chords that are at the end of Freebird. Oh. They, they, it's the same chord sequence and everything, oh. and, and almost like the same tempo. Oh. And so one of our guys in the band, just as a kind of a little momentary joke, uh, plays some of the, the famous... Freebird, yeah. Freebird solo <laughs> yeah, stuff sure, yeah. over the top yeah, of it, yeah. and it's kind of an amusing moment. The yeah. singer hears him doing it, he and he starts singing a melody, Freebird, <laughs> you know, whatever <laughs> that line is. Um, and so, yeah, ha ha ha, we we enjoyed it. We're back into Quick Kids of America and end the song, and the audience thought it was clever and funny, sure. and Not everybody showered does. us, showered us with with money. <laughs> and so, um, 
this crazy bitch, after getting agitated all night about about us not playing her request yet, she ru- she jumps uh, as much as she could jump. She gets out of her stool and runs up to the singer in his face and goes, "You can't play that song. That's the song by this racist Leonard Skinner." <laughs> oh. She was just out of her fucking mind, and and she she was like in his face, pointing at him, and finally we had to yell in the microphone to for the, the bouncer to come right. in. Right, where was he? And they That's had to, what I keep wondering. Yeah, I know he's outside <laughs> chatting up chicks, and we're getting mm-hmm. assaulted by mm-hmm. this by this crazy woman. So anyway, what that stems from is is audience members thinking they know better than the band what to play. Yeah, and fast forward to the next night. Um, this was a little more, uh, you know, a more, more of a tepid story. But, you know, we're playing our songs and people are loving it. And this guy comes up and kind of drops some money in our tip jar and also puts down a couple requests that he had written down. Mm. And one of them we ended up doing, even though it wasn't the genre of music we were playing and we had never played it before. But on the, on the break, we kind of listened to our phones and went, oh, that's how that goes. And we, we did a little bit of it and he enjoyed it. But his mm. other request... And I, this is the public service, one of the public service amount announcements was, of course, you guys could probably even guess it. Ding, 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 Don't stop. Oh, 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 oh. I mean. Just a small town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, it, the, the, we could technically learn that song and do it. I'm just, n- just people, stop, stop, stop with that song. It, it, no one likes it anymore. No one wants to. It's not, it's not clever. And, but by the way, we, last night we decided that we're going to do a parody of it called, please stop requesting. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but what, what, what's going on in that guy's mind is he knows better than the band what song we should be playing. Right. And, and it's almost like he, some people can't take, the the idea that they're not involved in the in the mirth that's going on. Well, it's a request. Right. It's not a demand. Request. I request that you. Right. Demand. Doesn't have to be. <laughs> doesn't yeah. have to work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but it's it's more like there's a, there's some guys and, and guys who heckle comedians are the same thing. Yep. They they see the crowd getting they're the yeah. comedian getting getting the crowd to laugh at everything he's saying. He's a professional comedian. That's what he does. And this one guy is so kind of angry at the world. He has to kind of chime in and either try to derail his show or try to banter with him as if he's as funny as the comedian. And it's the same thing with with uh, that I experienced with musician with uh, playing live music for some. Hey, look, ninety five percent of the crowd are awesome and they're really cool, and nice, and everything. But those fucking five percent can really ruin your night. Whether they're falling off their bar stool and screaming in your face that you're racist, <laughs> or or um, requesting "Don't Stop Believing" for the fiftieth time, as if he knows better. Like this, you really want to get this crowd rocking? Play "Don't Stop Believing," and we're like, the crowd's rocking already, dude. Calm down. We're we're fine. We gladly played his other uh, request, and he liked it. The crowd liked it. They were rooting for us because we told them we'd never played it before. It all ended up working out fine. And partner, just blowing- con- partner control your partner. Yeah. Like right. if you, if you like, cause he might be doing his partner's bidding there and you need to turn around and go, we're not, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not, I'm not doing that, honey. Yeah. It's not <laughs> happening. Yeah. Just let, let the band right. play, you know? Yeah. Let them, let them, let them do it. Let, so let them do it just fine. My, this, you guys are welcome to uh, comment <laughs> more on this. If you'd like, I was just blowing off steam it's, and I had a couple other things I was going to talk about today, but that, this just happened to me. 
Yeah. Like last the, night. Yeah, last night and the night before. So I thought I would just get this out into the into the ether and let people yeah, hopefully know. Hopefully people hear it and understand and uh think about it, that the next time they're at a uh sports bar. Yeah, let let us do our jobs. Yeah. We're we're pretty good at it. All right. So uh Aaron Aaron, do you have anything for us today? Um uh funny enough, it's along those same lines or it's sort of uh what got me thinking about it was that uh I've seen a few instances in all my years of going to shows where people are just being awful to the opening band. Oh, right. like really bad. But more often than not, it's ambivalent because they know that the show is going to come that they want. And what, what are they got to waste time and energy hassling somebody? And the worst case I'd ever seen was poor uh, Phantom Rocker and Slick uh, opening for... <laughs> I was, uh, I was saying that to you, Aaron. Yeah, opening for In Excess, uh, also at the Palladium. Like last week, spoke about the Palladium. We were Slick, at the right. 1985 opening for In Excess. Now, this is a time when In Excess was what you needed just been hitting, and so it was a lot of teeny boppers, a lot of little girls, and it was crazy packed, and everyone had to sit down, like Indian-style because that's what the security guard was making them do because the little girls could get hurt. Mm. And, and so it was getting gnarly, it was getting gnarly. And like they were, Phantom Rocker and Slick came out and they were getting, getting brutalized just by these poor kids. Cause these little girls didn't have any, any interest in seeing, you know, their blues meanderings. And uh, it was tough, and they were just being totally mean and da 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 da. Weren't they saying uh, it was it was guys too, right? It wasn't just the girls. Yeah. And, yeah. and weren't they yeah. saying something like, "Get off the stage"? Yeah. Like, yeah. As I recall, because yeah. I was with you that that night. Yeah. So much. It was you, me, and Alec, and I think Paul. And people were like, and so it got to the point where the band is then flipping off the the crowd. So it started that. <laughs> It started oh. that going. So not unlike yeah. what Damon's talking about. It's like, why are you engaging? Just let them do their thing. You're going to see – they didn't come out and say, hey, fuck all you. You're never going to see the band you came here to see. They didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. And so that's why I never got being shitty. Now, it, was, it always stuck in my mind that that was really a gnarly thing to see, and I've seen it a few other times. And then I reflected in my own life where I've had the – in bands that I was in that had the fortune to play bigger shows – and one time open for Stone Temple Pilots and one time open for Hoobastank in there right when that big single was out. Now, there's a caveat to both of those because one of them, the Stone Temple Pilot show was at the Dragonfly in LA and it was a quote unquote surprise show, but everyone that was there yeah. outside of our fans knew that that was what was happening. And so everybody there was like in the greatest mood of all time because they were in a small club. And so we had one of our greatest shows that it, and it was it was it was amazing. And then the Hoobastank show in front of like five six thousand people at USC. These are students who were there for free, so they didn't have any. You know, so like we got we actually got great receptions both times. And all the other times we ever played, we were doing headlining and not opening for a known act. So I we I never got brutalized like that. And probably the worst that's ever happened to me personally was things like Damon's talking about where you know, really numbskull crowd members are just going ape shit, but like not being in a cover band ever that would like that kind of cover band. Like no one does that to sweet 69. Um, the cover band that I am in and that George has played with and Damon is in with me. Um, we've never gotten that kind of situation because there's always friends and people are having a great time. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, kind of like targeted crowd, right? It's, it's basically right. everyone, you guys, 
invited. Yeah. And there was like, we did get like, you know, somebody said, you know, can you please play Jesse's girl when we did a show out at the beach once? And we did. And that person gave us a hundred dollars, but we had never played it before, but there was a band full of, there was pro musicians and yeah. like, I could sing Jesse's girl and I could sing it if my hair was on fire. So, <laughs> yeah, and so we did like the whole song as good as we did anything else. Yeah. Um, but it was, but you know, it was, it was a, an encounter with that kind of done but done exactly right like by well-behaved awesome people and for the most part if you had to play damon in front of a crowd of women like that all the time or people like that let's say you just wouldn't do it it would just be like i don't it's it's horrible aggravation Mm -hmm. so thankfully that's not the majority of the time yeah but like when it happens it's bizarre like why why do you think what kind of image do you have of yourself that's so torqued out that like you should have something to say and be driving this truck you know yeah she was she was uh unwell in many <laughs> so ways. it's funny that my thought was like exactly along the same line as what you were talking about uh it was just like just be cool the thing you want to have happen is going to happen and if you're so hammered you're going to forget about this anyways so yeah just enjoy yes. the moment and don't be a liability don't fuck with people's other other people are having a nice time don't fuck with it yeah, no zero self awareness, zero situational yeah. awareness. So, mm-hmm. well, it feels like alcohol is the cul- the culprit. And with <laughs> I, for some reason, I'm gonna name this girl Dolly. Sure, <laughs> and only because they, you said guys couldn't lift her up, and right. I wanted someone to go. We need a Dolly for Dolly. Get <laughs> <laughs> out, everybody. <laughs> but I, alcohol was the culprit. The culprit there, like she should have the bar, the bouncer should have removed her. Well before George, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. <laughs> like I was That's true I most was, of the time. In this case, I was maybe throwing both out. I drink myself, and I wasn't, you know, screaming, having a screaming fit in front true. of anybody. True. Some I, some of us could could can handle ourselves. I right. guess is the point. Not Dolly. Yeah, not Dolly. <laughs> She's they they removed her though, so that was good. And it, yeah. and they probably should have used a Dolly. It would have been fast. Like the Hannibal Lecter <laughs> setup would have been nice for her. Well, and I also am considering the times I was uh, that person. Heckling people? Well, this. Well, the the two ones I'm thinking of when you sit in excess and little girls and everything, I just flashed right back to myself at my first concert, which I talked about last time, Kiss at the Forum, and Cheap Trick is opening. I have no idea who Cheap Trick is, and they couldn't hear me. Yeah. But I'm yelling at the top of my lungs, get off the stage, cheap shit, I want Kiss. And I'm 11 years old. <clears throat> I don't want to, anyone who's in my way of seeing Kiss is my enemy. And I'm guessing how those, that's how the Zen Excess little girls felt. The same kind of, you know, fervor. Yeah, probably. You know? And it's not like an excuse, but if you're 11 years old, you know, I... W- <laughs> I right. guess you... Yeah. Do you remember anyone turning around and... The, oh no! No one could hear me. No one could hear me at all. Oh, because it was during the song. Yeah, it was during a song, yeah. and I just I don't care about Cheap Trick. I might I don't think I even knew who they were then. Yeah. But I after that, to my credit, I suppose I did know who they were, and I bought their record. So I guess it worked. You know, <laughs> I bought Live at Budokan like the next year or whatever. But you know, I I but I did think, oh, you were that person. You know, I've never done that for to a small band though. I've never done that at a where right. they, anyone could really hear me. Right. So, but yeah. So I, I have some guilt involved there. Right. Yeah. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I, George owes me and my band reparations. I guess I do. I think for just just in general. Yeah. So speaking of George, yes. What do you got for us, ah. Aaron? Did we finish your thought? More than finished it. 
<laughs> more than finished it. Sometimes it's, it's, you can take a good thing too far. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, George. Uh, speaking of opening bands and, and things uh, like that, I have, a, I have a, I guess, a bigger topic. So I was thinking about the the upcoming Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison extravaganza that they're now now's back on for summertime. Huge stadium and all that. And which wait, which say you the bands again? Is it just the two or no? Motley Crue, no. Def Leppard, oh, Def Leppard and Poison, and, Poison. Okay. and then and then also Joan Jett. Oh, okay. It's going to open too. For it's go, always going to be that order, you know. Joan Jett, Poison, and I think Def Leppard and Motley Crue are going to swap because they're both headliners of the same stature. Um, but my thought was about <clears throat> in general what I'm going to call tribute acts. Where do you think that in part the the death of rock or the decline of rock has been pushed by our generation and the idea or the proof that we will, will go out and see bands forever and they'll play forever. I'm looking at you kiss, you know, and, and we'll, and, and there's no room for new bands or that's what happens because you're even at this age, we're still interested in going to see Motley Crue, Def Leppard and poison. Mm-hmm. And they're not even bother going to have a new band. They're going to get Joan Jett. To even open, they're not even going to bother to give a new band a shot. Yeah, and that our our generation, because I have so many friends that, and, you know, and I'm not judging them, and it's fine. Like they'll go see L.A. Guns, Dawkins, anyone. They'll go, and and we have the money. It made me think of um, it made me think of uh, Field of Dreams. You know, it's uh, it they'll hand the money over without even knowing why, because it is peace of the seek and this money that they have. <laughs> and we do. And our and our our generation is such the concert going generation. We'll see any tribute band and any band that's coming around because we just love it so much. And that's what's great about us. But at the same time, do you guys think that's what helped contribute to rock not the demise being the demise of rock? Uh go ahead, Aaron. Um I don't know. I think I understand your point, and I'm and I you know there wasn't uh, like say for instance in the eighties to do the math you would have had to say people from what the fifties right. Yeah. right yeah yeah <laughs> like the big yeah. the big bopper was dead right. you can't blame him um, but like <laughs> it would have been what like uh, uh, you know like Deep Purple was like having in like in the seventies and eighties was had hits in very in a very real way. Uh, and, and, and a lot of those bands, so it would have been a decade before then. And so they, the fact that the market will still bear out because Motley Crue's not coming back because they're pumped about being with each other. No, um, they, they need money or that they have like unfinished business in any kind of way, you know, it's a, just absurd what they're doing and have been doing forever. And the market deserves it. The market deserves it. You're going to pay to hear Vince Neil do that shit. I'm not understanding the big bopper. I was saying 70s, that, like, 80s. saying, well, like the um, uh, Molly Crew being from the early '80s, mm-hmm. so they're still around in 2022, rocking. So, are they really take kicking somebody out, uh, like taking the place of somebody in in the in the uh, you know, like they, they they because they're out there? Are we not spending money on seeing some younger band? Right. Because you're spending money on going to that, or somebody is, you know, and oh. I don't know. Maybe for every for every for every person who's maybe doing that, there's somebody like our friend Bingo who will see every show all the time, and will see club acts always. True, you know, 
He'll because go they love him. rock. Yes. Yeah, they love right. rock. And so mm-hmm. I think I think that there's more of that out there. I am not that guy. In yeah. a million years, I'm not that guy. But I think that more people are like bingo than aren't, I think, is my take mm-hmm. on that. And I think that's a hopeful way to think about it because it's – I wish I was more like bingo. When you say I wish more I found people, joy though, in that. When you say more people, I mean people of our – like once people start having kids – and they have they have to get up for work the next day. They can't be out at the Troubadour right. at twelve thirty on a Wednesday or something. Um, right? Bingo can right because yeah. yeah. bingo that's bingo. You do any right. you do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's uh, he, he's evergreen. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I I don't I guess I'm the the gener- I, I get here's my answer to George's question. Yeah. If Aaron, I, I did I cut you off? No, no, I'm done. okay. My answer to George's question is that different music kind of took over that kids like, right? So like hip hop and rap and stuff like that didn't inspire as much going out to see things live. Like it was important for us to go see live bands and and maybe the generation before where it switched over from just like a scream fest at the Beatles to we got to go check out the Grateful Dead or Led Zeppelin or fill in the blank of whatever kind of rock band. Yes. You know, whether you like prog or heavy metal or mm-hmm. just whatever Tom Petty, that was important to people to go see a band. was going to see a band even that important. Like by the end of the nineties, I don't, were people, it was, became, I'm not saying people didn't go see Britney Spears in the early two thousands or, uh, you know, uh, and sync or whatever, mm-hmm. but there was no, emotional attachment to the message of what they were saying. You weren't identified. Didn't people sort of identify with Led Zeppelin in their, in their personal lives? And, and yeah. And they were a live band. That's what, that was their first yeah. order of business. Yeah. Whereas so, those other acts you're talking about were not, that wasn't their first order of business. Yeah. Video right. was, or, you know, yeah, exactly. Studio work. And yes. Right. So the stage shows were big. Those Madonna, they were big stage shows, but you know, and she had a band, but it wasn't a band. Yeah, I mean, Madonna, <laughs> Madonna's ba- at that point just like the Rockettes or something. It used close, to be. Yes. Yeah, close. Yes. So, in in other words, I guess it, it's hard. It's getting hard for people of our age and a little bit older to to wrap their head around the fact that rock people always rock will never die. Woo, devil horns. Guess what? It it can't just like any other music that was like swing music or something. Like, yeah, it, there's always going to be a little a little pocket of swing dancers and people who dress up, you know, in those mm-hmm. in those clothes and everything, and they go out and to a ballroom and and do it. But I don't know. Can we can we not accept that rock might just be fading out as a as a right. thing? Like, yeah. There's still going to be rock bands playing and everything, <clears throat> but uh, it might just become very niche. Yeah. Um, and so is that answering what you asked? I don't even Pretty know. Pretty well. Yeah. And I, I also, I was thinking about it right now, and I guess this, and tell me if you think this is right. This whole chain begins with, I think, the Who and the Stones. Because I remember pretty distinctly, tell me if I'm wrong, 1979 was the first time the Who announced, we're not touring anymore. Yeah. Or was it 82? 82. It's hard tour. It's hard. But they announced right then they're not, you know. Yeah, the farewell the tour. Yeah. And both those bands are still out in the road and still doing <laughs> yeah. it. And, you know, and in the case of The Who, I, I, I think for many years it's been known, like you said about Motley Crue, it's not because they like each other. <laughs> like Roger and Pete, I don't talk or, you know, whatever, you know. Yeah. And but I guess there, I, when I think of how that started, I think of those two bands as the two bands that 
continued to be on the road even after they stopped making records or stopped being relevant or anything else. Yeah. Or because none of these bands, they're in full nostalgia mode. You know, any of them we're talking about, Motley Crue, Kiss, they haven't made it. They've tried to make new records sometimes, but they yeah. don't go anywhere because everybody wants you to, the, our generation or whoever's there wants to hear you know, what they want to hear. And maybe we're right back to Dolly now. <laughs> Just yelling that what they want to hear, you know, they want to hear, uh, you know, girls, girls, girls. I would, you know? <laughs> I, I would equate, uh, you know, the Stones in particular, maybe Kiss mm-hmm. with like Iron Man or something like or, or Batman because people don't seem to be getting sick of this icon, iconic thing. Mm-hmm. Because they just keep going back to see Kiss and the Stones because it's kind of a thing, McCartney, whatever. Mm. It's just the same way they'll keep going to see Iron Man movies or Batman movies or anything. Mm. And it's not even like the, the the rock and roll has been sucked out of this the the, the right the Stones or or what, yeah. it, like the 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 rock and roll passion and emotion and and the, the message, the thing that that it was supposed to represent yeah. when when we cared about it, right. that's gone. Now it's just like an Iron Man movie to people. Oh, yeah. Do, do you see? You know what I mean? I do. I and, understand that, yeah. That helps and me. so yeah. I think I think Motley Crue is, you know, that that tour is is this more Marvel universe movies for people. Like, yeah, you know, I I love those characters, Motley Crue and Joan Jett. You know, I don't right. think I don't yeah. think it's it's like Motley Crue, as you said, girls, girls. That speaks to me. You're right? Yeah, you not know, anymore. That, right, yeah. <laughs> more to them. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that even yeah. makes sense. It does. It does. And, and I thank you for your comments. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd like to subscribe to my newsletter. I would. So, all right, boys. Um, I, as always, I find you wildly fascinating. Oh. And, and I'm glad we had this chat. Yeah, thank God we were taping this. Thank God. <laughs> you know what Jesus. I think we should do is share it with other people. <laughs> Make sure that they hear it. Our insight. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it is time... So George, your yeah. first session in the in the torture chamber. I'm a tingling, I'll tell you. So let's go down to the torture chamber. Mm-hmm. Torture chamber. Okay, I'm not gonna bullshit you, okay? I don't really give a good fuck what you know or don't know, but I'm gonna torture you anyway. Suffering. Shit. That's right. <laughs> He's nervous in the service. I am. Um, all right. So, Aaron, I'm trying to think which order. Do you care what order we go in? Um, I went second last week. So maybe I should go first? go first this week. Okay. All right. Ready? Yep. Here we go. We built this city. Oh. <laughs> oh. We built this city on rock and roll. In your face. So what what are your uh, we obviously know who this is Jefferson it's, Starship. It's Starship. actually it's actually Starship. Starship. Yeah. And it's this is like a mm. kind of a famous famously hated song, right? It's on the always in the top 10 if not number 1 on all it's the worst songs of all time. Yeah, it's typically the first one. Yeah, it's I I have a specific memory of which oddly enough I was coming here on the 134 freeway on the west entrance or yeah, East Entrance in Burbank. And uh, I distinctly remember hearing this song for the first time getting on the freeway. 
And I almost think of it every time I'm doing that because it was so shockingly horrible that first time. And I went, oh God, is this, is this Jefferson? And I'm not a big, I'm not a Jefferson Starship fan or Jefferson Airplane fan, but <laughs> I a Starship like, head. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it just, it was shocking. Just in the verses, which I can't wait to hear now. Right? Corporation games. Oh my God. Right, or whatever yeah. that is. It's just, oh God, this is okay. And so Aaron, let's, let's put this in some context here. Uh, 1985 and it came out in August of 1985. So a, an exact month before the moment I was just talking about, about the in excess show with Phantom Rocker and Slick, because it came (laughs) out, it came out the month before. And that was in, that was like the third week of September. I think the school had just started. And, uh, and, and so, and so this came out. So my entire high school career, this existed in the world. I mean, we didn't listen to it, but like it was on all the time. Yeah, and so this is right when it came out it was August of 1985, and it was obviously it was a well maybe not obviously, but it was a massive hit. It was everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. It was everywhere, and it was like the other song we did last week uh, in the way that you use it. It was featured in a lot, and also became um, a punchline pretty quickly uh, because it is uh, also absurdly confident in itself and, 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 and annoying and as badly recorded and executed, I think. Uh, but that was at that time, 1985, right smack dab in the middle of the eighties. And it was a worldwide hit, like massive. And I have some thoughts about why that's true, but it was a worldwide hit. And then it's a sort of an interesting, uh, some notes that I found out about are fairly interesting. So yeah, that's the context such as it is. And outside of like, as you say, Damon, there is sort of a this is a dog that's been kicked a lot, but I think that it's it deserves a little bit more <laughs> kicking. And then also <laughs> there, there's some details that I were I was not aware of. I'm catching those kicks right now in the balls yeah. in the face. It's bad. <laughs> it is bad stuff. The thing the thing that's that's funny about it, this is almost like that that apocryphal story, if that's the right word for uh, about uh Billy Squire and the and the video the famous video, which we can right. get into another time, but right. basically they say that that video ruined his career. And I might remember the song a little differently than Aaron, or maybe even you, George, but yeah. I feel like at the time people fucking loved this song. It, they it absolutely it, did. It didn't, it it didn't like it wasn't like until twenty years later people started making fun of it. I, I don't remember it I think just people were in fact I there's a guitar player in one of my old bands who t- who told me that he went to go see somebody open for Jefferson or for Starship at the time. Starship, they were, that's right. who the, they were just at the time. Starship. And right. and he wanted to go see the band that opened I, and I don't remember who it was. But um he kind of stuck around to watch Starship and he said this song was so fucking popular that they that they opened and closed the show with "We Built This City." They did it twice. Wow, <laughs> yeah. fucking bands that deep into their career doing that. <laughs> and you know, so, wow, right? And they have they have a ton of hits, but like this song yeah. was so massively adored for so long. So I don't know. And I, it wasn't I, one hit off the record either. Sarah, the next song on the the next single was super huge, which I actually don't find that upsetting, but like. Yeah, I mean, not it was it, yeah, it was it this. was really it was really loved worldwide, and so like that's sort of my point about it. What's sort of befuddling to me is that it's been kicked around and been a punchline forever. But the, if people are being intellectually and emotionally honest, it was a massive hit, and it needs to be re- it needs to be respected for like it was across the world, and like I kind of had some thoughts about why that might be, and 
the the main the main sort of the main details in it though is that there were four writers and two yeah. separate people arranged it apart from those four. So six people on board <laughs> to, to make this, to make this happen. Was this yeah. a Bernie Taupin, right? Bernie Taupin yeah, and right. and this guy, uh Martin Page. Um yeah. who was just who's a who's a writer guy and Bernie is obviously a giant and uh, going along with last week's bit for me with the Robbie Robertson involvement in a pile of shit is like, you know, look, you, you, you can't avoid it forever. And, uh, you know, and, and what, what Bernie Taupin and, and Martin page claim is that like what they had written about was, it was a much sort of darker song and certainly wouldn't have been universally loved the way this one was at least in its time. But, uh, it was about, <laughs> it was about Los Angeles and how there was too many dance clubs and rock clubs were, becoming extinct. Now hmm. I started playing in bars around 1984, 85. Yeah. And there weren't any shortage of rock clubs. No. There just, ne- there just wasn't <laughs> at all. Explosion of the San- <laughs> sunset strip then. And so like, it's, <laughs> this, this it's, is another, another occasion of, of older, uh, you know, aging rockers. And of course those guys at this point are probably in their forties, right? They're not that old at the time, but, yeah. but, yeah. but just kind of saying it was better when, when we were young. These these new kids don't get. I mean, let the fucking kids do whatever they want. That that sounds like a guy just complaining that it's not exactly how it was when Bernie could stroll down, you know, Sunset Boulevard and, and or whatever, and walk into the Troubadour and and James Taylor would be on stage. That's how I grew up. You know, fuck right. off, dude. Let let other people. You know, there enjoy certainly their were youth. nightclubs and dance clubs and shit. But like for every one of those, I mean, that was sort of what punk was all about. There was also like. You know, all kinds of like small under undercover fucking hard to find joints that were doing people were doing punk shows at and everything. It's like there wasn't <laughs> the eighties was all through the nineties there was yeah. tons of bars and shit. That's just in Los Angeles alone. And so yes, there were there were nightclubs. But when was there not been fucking nightclubs? Yeah. So it was, it was surprising to me to learn that they were that like that was the intention. And again, that's probably, you know, good old Coke coming into it. Yeah, man, right. Yeah. Isn't that true? <laughs> Yeah, you know what you do? The Coke was better back then, too. You know what you do is write a song though. about it. You know, they, they're having these stupid Coke addled conversations, and then yeah. they go, Man, we got to get this down on paper. I, yeah. And so I there's, that, there's the, that. And like, it was so. The other thing that I was sort of reflecting and figuring out that it was so massive across like Europe and stuff like that is that when you listen to it, it sounds like it's written, like you can imagine in your mind, if you came. If you didn't know what was going on and somebody told you, here, listen to this song, would you believe me if I told you that this is a group of Swedes and they're singing phonetically? Doesn't this sound like Euro music? <laughs> like it, it, it does. That's what I was just going to say. It does yeah. sound like you. This is perfect European music. Yeah. yeah and it, sound, it sounds, and especially by the, there's, you know, with Grace Slick's bizarre fucking cocaine pronunciation of things, corporation games and all that <laughs> stuff. It sounds like English isn't their first language. Yeah. <laughs> she, Grace Slick always sounds like she's lecturing you about something. Uh, when has yeah. she ever been like delivered anything that was bitching as far as I'm going? I, I, I do not know. I, you know, whatever the story is of this and whoever wrote it and their excuse, I don't care. They shouldn't have written it and it should have been executed. Yeah. I just, it yeah. shouldn't have been. There's it's just upsetting. There's no excuse for this. It's, what's the, what's the opposite <laughs> of building a city? Yeah. I wish they would have done that. <laughs> yeah. We destroyed this city because of rock and roll. I and I like that there was a quote with, from uh, <laughs> um, uh, with Mickey Thomas. And they were like, right. he's like, 
He's like, no, well, you know, uh, uh, I never, you know, first of all, I didn't write this song, but but I never once, <laughs> I never once was thinking about it in terms of, I don't know who even put him in this position, but he's like, I never thought that it meant that we built anything. Actually, <laughs> we weren't doing the building. <laughs> no, we no one ever thought. I don't think anybody's discussion of this song was like, you didn't either build it. <laughs> I, I'm just a messenger, guys. I'm just a messenger. <laughs> so, so, you didn't. You didn't go down to the uh, permitting office and you know, <laughs> pull permits on this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, All right. But, so, but, you guys, we're like 14 seconds into this four, almost five minute song. So, can we continue yeah. on, please? Yes, let's hear it. All right, here we go. Yeah, yeah we're not even out of the intro. <laughs> <laughs> How Euro is that? Doesn't it? I mean, it sounds like it's yeah. it's, a, it's a couple of Swedish kids. Nary, there's nary a real instrument in oh, there no. as far as no, like no. The only gr- seven. <laughs> there is some. There is some Craig Chakiso sort of yeah. bing 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 bong 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 guitars happening later. That sort of it sounds like he went to the Andy Summers school uh, yeah. a bit yeah. there. Yeah. But that does. That's the only positive. I'm not a big fan of chiquiso, but if there's if I get like a side of it with my burrito, I'm cool with that. It can be spicy. It can be spicy, especially yeah. when you have like, you know, when you try some of that southern stuff. Tex Max Chiquiso. Say you don't know me. Sorry, guys. All right, I, I missed. Knee deep in the hoopla. I'm going to punch you in your fucking crap lousy mouth. I just, <laughs> fuck, I forgot that lyric. That's the one. Yeah, that's the name of the fucking games. record, dude. Well, yeah. I didn't have the record. <laughs> no, but I'm saying that's how stupid, like, why would you do that? Oh, so yeah. they rewrote Bernie there. He couldn't have known that was the record was no, no, called no, no, Knee no. Deep in the Hoopla. No, no, <laughs> they called it because of this. Oh, oh, God. Yeah, no, no, they didn't. It wasn't a happy yeah. accident. Yeah. Yeah, so, oh. <laughs> at the time, they thought that was this was. We have a hit. A We're gonna we gotta do everything we can, right? And 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 this, they they loved the song so much. They go. They all looked at each other and and they all went. You know, we have to use that line for the album title. Oh, of course. Um, and, uh, yeah, it just makes the most sense. Knee deep in the hoopla. But wait, go. I want to rewind in those lyrics a little bit. No. But, no, I'm not gonna rewind <laughs> the song. But I just want to talk about the lyrics. I have them up on the screen for George okay. to enjoy. Yeah. But um. Say you don't know me or recognize my face. Say you don't care who goes to that kind of place. First of all, I don't know what what that means. That doesn't make any sense. To I, me. I know it does. But, it's about the the clubs. He holds the background. Now it makes total. But sense. But if you're if you don't know that explanation, <laughs> oh no, you wouldn't know. Yeah. But what? Who is he talking to when he says, "Say you don't know me"? Is he saying, "Pretend you don't know me," or is he saying, um, "You say you don't know me or recognize my face"? I think that might be he's saying that that's the reaction of the of the guy looking back and saying there's too many nightclubs. Yeah, right. Not enough rocking places. Yeah. Like, like maybe he can't get like in the you, club. And, you, you know, the kids, don't recognize refra- my face or go to my clubs. Okay, then if what you're saying, Aaron, rephrase what that line is. Then say you don't know me. Say it in a different way so I understand what the hell he is talking about. Yeah, that, well, that's because there's sixteen thousand writers on this fucking lump of coal. <laughs> All right, yeah. Why are yeah? Why are and we two arrangers. <laughs> yeah. Why are we? What if they get arranged for a fucking better song? Did, Any yeah. too many cooks in the kitchen did make a hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got the uh, not spoil the sauce. <laughs> Marconi plays or, the mamba is coming up. By the oh, way, how come they didn't call right. the record that? Oh God. 
And by the way, what's a mamba? What's mamba? Please, I mambo. I know what mambo is. I'm now. Re- what's mamba? I'm not remembering these lyrics. Yeah, right. Mamba, mamba is a snake, mamba. isn't it? Yeah, a yeah. black mamba or something. It like always that. is, and it has been for a long Marimba. time. Marimba, marimba, <laughs> mambo. Well, but mambo is a kind of. Me- okay, it's a dance. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Keep keep going here. Sinking in your fight. Too many runaways eating up the night. Same Did you get that, Aaron? Too many runaways. Yeah, too many eating runaways up. eating up the night. I think is made, what I'm thinking this might be too. It's like when somebody's done editing on a piece of a piece of writing, where I think that there are a few lines in here that come from the older quote unquote <laughs> the older, darker yeah. song. And so they're like talking about how gnarly it is in the city. Yeah. Right. And so that might be what's going yeah. on with that line. And some of those lines sort of seem like that. Yeah. I think they're mad at at like a, a homeless shelter or a soup kitchen <laughs> that they're they're feeding too many homeless people and they should they should stop that and those people should uh, be responsible and get jobs. And, yeah, and, put yourself and up go to better dress. clubs. <laughs> yeah, go to a night, go to a rock club instead of that nightclub you go to. Yeah, after you have your soup. Have some class. Homeless. After your soup. <laughs> after your soup course. All right, here we go. not minding that like as i'm now listening to this don't, don't you remember that's like a nice melody there if they had come up with different lyrics do you guys think this song would have been better remembered do you think we would have we would like it better i don't know i think it's got that triumphant hook like that triumphant this city that is fake, very fake hooky. triumphant thing yeah. that, that same the same people because no one really likes it and no one really likes that clapton song but it's it's got it's the same people who don't really care like it. It just kept, it, it was like, I don't know, it might have been fucking payola for all we know. But like it was everywhere and then it just became like, this is what happens. Yeah. I mean, I think, think that, I think that there's a, I mean, you're dealing with fucking heavy duty craftsmen writing this song and it's yeah. corny and it's stupid and it's ridiculous and it's shitty, but they know how to put, you know, a melody together. Yeah, right. So I guess that was my, my original point was the, the melody of that pre-chorus and chorus is pretty Pretty flawless as far as Macaulay a song. Macaulay plays the mamba. <laughs> yeah, the lyrics the are just up. killing me. All right, and, Ber- and it's only that's like <clears throat> Bernie's not fucking pulling out chords. Bernie's writing, so these yeah, the, what's shitty? What's truly shitty about the song? It's his fault. Only his is. fault. I just picture yeah. uh, Elton looking at him and going like, "I'm not fucking doing this." Really, dodged right, the bullet, didn't I? I'm not fucking yeah. doing it, Bernie. I don't know what it is, but I'm not doing it. It's about nightclubs, Reg. <laughs> but I'm not fucking doing it. Not going to nightclubs either, what, am what's I? What's this mamba? I don't. What? <laughs> and I think you've got mamba wrong, bro. Marconi. Guy who invented pasta. Um. I hate the push. We built it. I hate that part. That's the one that gets me. That's urgency, man. <laughs> no. Uh, is 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 uh is urgency. is Grace? 
Is Grace singing the the lead and 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 Mickey singing the harmony? I think they fuck around with it a little bit, but like she's gonna never going to be the high over him. Right. So she's right. she's doing the guttural shit. So there, because it's this whole thing's a mix of their two voices. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. a lot of times they're in unison. Yeah. It's sort of at the top of her register, and then Mickey's got acres of space above yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I let's take a quick sidebar to. Salute. I will always give that dude a ton of grace because of fooled around and fell in love alone. Right. But he's he's just an incredible singer and he it's never his fault. He's sort of a musical John Candy. Where, you know, (laughs) John Candy could be in a fucking shitty movie and it ain't gonna be fucking John's fault. Right. So this isn't Mickey Thomas's fault, it but it is he but it is it is He's the guy. He's the (laughs) guy. But like He's not fucking it up. It's not his fault. They brought him in fault. to save the band, or why did they bring him another singer? Because Grace well, the other guy, cut it anymore, or what happened? The reason, the reason that their starship was they yeah. were making this record with Cantor was still in the band Paul making Cantor, this record, right? Right. Yeah. And then he said, "I don't like your new direction." <laughs> he said, you know, "I don't like your new direction. I think that this is lame." And I think that they had told him, like via like a phone call, that one of his songs wasn't going to make the cut. Yeah. And so in the middle, like near, so. Stands to reason it's near the end of this process. He yeah. bailed and then sued them for the name, oh. and so the, hence, hence, it just starship. Became starship. Um, yeah. So the timeline, uh, right. uh, just to get this straight, because Mickey Thomas didn't just hop on board at this point. He'd been around no, he'd since been the late seventies, right? Yeah, yeah. No, they did fooled around and fell in love. Yeah. Way no, but that was this. no, but that was uh, Elvin Bishop, wasn't it? But he was singing for yeah, Elvin Bishop. Yeah, I know, but that wasn't a, anything to do with Jefferson Starship. No, no, I'm just saying that he was he's having hits and he was proving. No, but his, I'm talking about actually being in the band. Fees. Like that song Jane, wasn't that a big hit for yeah. them? Like Jane the was 70s? after this, wasn't it? No, no, that, no. that's what I was going to ask because I like Jane. I Jane's like Jane's a motherfucker. Yeah, like Jane's the the best song Loverboy never did. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great track. Yeah, no, but like no, I think he was in it. I just don't think he was the lead. The the main the uh, the main sauce. I provider. think they look. I, there's. I think he was basically a replacement because c- Kent Kentner wasn't a singer. He right. was just the guitar player and the, yeah. I think a songwriter. I think so. Yeah. And then Balin was the voice in the early '70s on a lot of their songs, like uh, "Count on Me" and uh, "If Only You Believe in Miracles." Right. Only you believe. Uh, yeah. Is that guy's so, name? Uh, that was Marty, Marty Balin. Balin. Marty Balin, right? Okay. And so then yeah. I think he left, and that's why they brought in the Mickey Thomas to be the the high, the high male they, voice. Yeah, they they have very confusingly similar voices. Oh, yeah. Okay, but, that but, answers my question. Yeah, but like know. Mickey Thomas, Mickey, yeah. Mickey, what's his nose is is way better. Mickey I Thomas. see. I like the Balin stuff in the early seventies, but we can get into that later. Yeah. I guess my point that's is your like we, we were. <laughs> <laughs> that's my cross to bear, but <laughs> but. Uh, but I just wanted to get this timeline right because I just I don't think uh, uh, Mickey Thomas was a direct replacement for Paul Kantner because they had nothing to do with each other's roles in the band. Yeah, no, they were already making this record in that they were. He and was. This in is it. Mickey's first record. No, no, oh, no. He was he was on Jane and and a couple other ones earlier. They were before mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're talking about Starship Records. Yes. yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. C- continuing on with this pleasure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Are you? You're actually saying there's a real musician playing on here? No, 
Oh, uh-huh. I thought you said that. Except, no, I, no, I think Craig Chikisa is the only is the only person. Ding, 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 ding. That yeah, there's. The, I think on the yeah, breakdown, there's yeah. a breakdown thing where like he features in it, but like everything else is done on a it, on a yeah, fucking. This entire PX7. thing is a, is a Casio. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah, this is the thing. They call us irresponsible, write us off the page. Like, you're the old who, people. But who are, <laughs> who are, who's they? Like, who, why, why do every, why does everyone, this is so fucking weird because my torture chamber song is, there's some similarities to this lyrical content, which I, I'm just now making the connection, but, um, who are these people who are t- talking about you all the time? There's, the, you know what I mean. Like, I think it's a, nice to, people to, that are the bad clubs. Yeah, well, I think that I think that what what might be going down here and what they sort of fashioned was these guys were dinosaurs compared to, say, in excess who was coming up at the time, and you know the younger bucks. And I think that there is a effort to be they're coming down on us, man. Like the, to to try to make it seem like they still have the the leading edge and, and, and it isn't, which is or, why or they're still relevant. Right is that guess? Yeah. yeah. Yes. But, which is but, like, you can still make hits, but not be <clears throat> dangerous in the slightest. You'd be a fucking butter knife, you know? Wow. Well, the, the, I get, but again, I feel like they, they read one article somewhere and then suddenly right. think that the entire world has turned on them or something. Yeah. It's like, there's uh, there no more clubs in LA. People, <laughs> the musicians are out of work. What? I, I'm so confused. What are you fucking about talking about? This song is about like that. Yeah. That was it was originally about. Then they changed it. They've got Marconi showing up. The whole Playing thing. Mambas. Is, well, maybe the other two writers who are who, who are the other guys besides the Toppin and the other guy Martin Martin Butthole Martin. and Dick Fuck. Yeah, who, who are the other two guys? The other two writers. <laughs> it's um, uh, Dennis Lambert who wrote, by the way, and Peter Wolf, not that Peter Wolf. Mm, uh, Dennis Lambert actually wrote. Um, what was the fucking songs he wrote? He wrote. Uh, Da, 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 uh, tin sol- one tin soldier. Right, that sounds familiar. And don't pull your love out on me, honey. And You're right. that's okay. and uh, ain't no woman like the one I got. So he wrote those. Yeah. So he comes from you know quality Good craftsmanship. Traction. Yeah, all right. A fucking craftsman and a half. And so, they, uh, so this is just a fucking mechanic shop where they're like, yeah, this verse isn't working. No, we need we need Dennis Lambert. Yeah, yeah. and then it was arranged yeah. by the producer and some guy named fucking Jason Martz. Jason Martz. Where do we should have put Mars? Fred Mertz in it? <laughs> Who's the producer of this record? Uh, that-, that guy, uh, the the um, Bill Bertrell. A uh, Bill Bertrell. Okay, right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. These the, the, we're, we're getting- a lot of names involved. Yeah. In this. There's way too many people. Yeah, fuck. And I, all right. Here we go. Continuing on. Are they just screaming? The anticipation. George anticipates the, the, push, the anticipation. The push. Yeah. I just, I just, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. It's because it's arrogant, like you said. It's already loud. Then they're just going to push it right. We build. They're going to push it right at you. <laughs> they're going to lay back and they're going to push it right at you. 
Who knew that that a, that a push would be the, the the key trigger in the torture chamber for yeah. George? Had I known I that, feel, I would have ch- picked a different song. I feel like that Grace like delivers her parts like she's like as she's singing, uh, extra coke is shooting off of her face. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, she's like, yeah, when, yeah. The second she moves, she's like pig pen, like yeah. just coke flying everywhere. Coke pen. It's one of those songs that, like, coke. it absolutely, it sounded dated, Blow like pen. immediately, like immediately dated. Yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. Get it, Craig Chikiso. Oh, the the, the halftime. Oh, yeah. Uh, Typical yeah. halftime break solo. This, yeah, right. Hey, I, 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 I am guilty of that today. I oh, still yeah. do that oh, yeah, happily. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I, this is sort of, you it's know, the best a, part of the song right now. Ostensibly <laughs> a, 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 a dance it, song, though, right? So, what, so, like, hey, everybody who's dancing, like the few people who are enjoying this song, guess what? Time to stop. Time to stop. Yeah, here we go. Keep going with this masturbatory solo. <laughs> it's just another Sunday. Oh, no, it's not a solo. Just a moment, baby. Just a moment for the chiquis. <laughs> I, I figured out what happened. Well, the, the police got the chokehold, and then we lost the beat. His heartbeat? I mean, what what exactly does that mean? <laughs> what, here's here's what happened. The re, because that is incredibly. We, we were just making fun. It was too long of a solo. It was incredibly short. Yeah. And I think what it is is like. I think maybe Craig said, "Look, I'm fucking leaving too, unless you put something in this for me. <laughs> yeah. That's actually what I can do. I have nothing to do in this track, and I'm yeah. leaving with Paul. I don't give a shit." And they went, all right, put a, a halftime break for a eight bars for Craig. <laughs> was it, so that was, that was just the bridge, right? So are we going into a solo now? No. I think we heard it. Oh, all right. Yeah, you're soaking in it. Because I'm looking at the lyrics coming up, and I'm just <laughs> soaking in it. <laughs> the Jaquise right. has been has been placated, and, and they prob- I bet you that there was a longer thing. They just gave him an edit. There's the Chiquiso version that he took home to listen to in, in the Fiero. And then, hey, then there's the one that everybody else has. my solo. <laughs> All right, yeah, um, yeah. Bill took it out. All right, here we go. Yeah, you guys, I never knew these lyrics, and I, I just, I, I'm speechless. I, I don't... I, me too. I, yeah. I didn't, I it's it was, the fucking I worst. It it's insane. Guitars. It's insane. Guitars. It's, it's, um, it's unbelievably, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it doesn't make any kind of sense whatsoever. And then I would say this, that it would, that line, that line specifically, this thing seems to be anti, you know, new music in new clubs, and then the whole thing is robot generated, and but they're talking about you yeah. took my guitar away, you took your own yeah. guitar away. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, you tell, yeah, don't tell this tell to Jesus. Yeah. So. I, I, I have an answer to that question of who rode the wrecking ball into your guitar. It was the Casio. Exactly. Right. It was. Hey, Craig Chikisa sitting there saying, "Fucking tell me about it, baby." Right. Yeah. And Jesus. a guitar, nary guitar on here. <laughs> I want to get a shirt that said, "What the fuck happened to Chikisa?" I want to bring back the Chikiso cut. Saturday, I'm seeing that bumper to bumper trap. This isn't like it's a DJ. Oh, no. 
Do we do now we we're fading out in the credits? Aaron, do you have do you uh, can we identify that douchebag who agreed to participate in this in this atrocity? That because it was that like uh uh who's the guy Jim Ladd? Was that like Jim Ladd or somebody? Didn't sound like him. Disaster. It's an MTV guy, actually. The 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 uh, the voice actor. The, oh, it was coming out of the city by the bay. It's a MTV guy. It's one of their program people. There's a minute left, and, and all, we know what happens from here on out. Yeah, I, we can turn it off. It's just, it doesn't get worse. It, uh, it doesn't, but it's not going to get better. It's just. The, I would like to say a few more comments about it before we move on. Um, one, I am, you know, you know, really surprised that it's as fake. 80s electronic as it is because i for some reason i i don't i just haven't listened to the song in so long i just assumed okay it's it's starship yeah it's a fruity song but they are a, a kind of like legacy rock band so they 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 probably at least have like an organ in there or, no, dude. or a, a real drummer who's sounds processed but he's actually playing no the whole thing is completely programmed yeah yeah <clears throat> so that's there's that's, so many people involved it's really I mean, I think that that's what the, I think that that's what those arrangers are all about. They didn't get, they couldn't bear to part with more writing credit, but those two other people came in and just made it this. It would have to be right. Yes. They did something quote, right. Because it was, as we said, it was a huge hit. Massive hit. Big fucking all across the world. Massive hit. It's almost like it represents everything bad about music in the eighties, not just you know, it's a, it was the, the process stuff. I mean, but then again, we like Depeche Mode and stuff. So just because it was electronic doesn't mean that it was Yeah, bad. it's not electronic's fault. Don't yeah. blame uh, <laughs> don't blame the current. <laughs> right. I, I want to state from the beginning, the very first time I've heard, I've always hated this song. From the first time I heard it on the freeway entrance that day, yeah, I've hated yeah. this song. The, the three it, of us feel the exact, no one ever had like a moment with it. This isn't anybody's guilty pleasure either. No, it's um, not. It's, it, it's, it's a, get it's better a with age. Song. There's been songs where I've you know hated them, and then later I'm like, oh, this is especially a lot of songs in the '70s were cheesy songs, that, including in the entire soundtrack of Saturday Night Fever that I Easy. hated. Then and then later you, and then, I know, but later <laughs> I you know, but I was 11 years old then, and we all remember disco being the enemy, and but then I realized how great it was, you know, whatever. 10 years later this is not that song yeah this in fact <laughs> to tell you how how much i must have hated this song since when it first came out i don't remember anything about like about it past like the first verse and chorus meaning like the, all these lyrics are new to me uh that i i va- i don't even know if i remember the dj coming in at I the end and no, because also, we never listened to it like yeah it was, you did well, like come it would on, come on the radio like, nope it, well, yeah, when she said listen to the radio, I disagreed wholeheartedly and turned it off. <laughs> you guys must have heard this somewhere, like in a, a maybe it was just it, around yeah, the world, because I know all of this. I, I know all those if, lyrics. If you had control over it, you turned it off, though. I guess yeah, is oh, my yeah. point. Oh, I in did. fact, yes. I, I'm I'm vaguely remembering her like on a green screen for the video or something, and there's like stuff shooting around her or something like that. I, I, I in other words, remember the video. Like, Around this time, I, I have to tell you, I probably saw the Cindy Lauper video for Shebop seven billion Ooh, times because it was in like he- not just heavy rotation; it was like yeah, 
they would start one video and then they would just p- stop it in the middle and Shebop would start. That's how much, that's how much they played yeah, it. But I didn't lot. have any control over it and I wanted to watch MTV. So that's you sat through Shebop again. With If this came on, like you, you just completely just turned it off immediately, right? Because yes. it, it, you just, there, you just had no, no t- time for it. You know, it was, it was just, it was, it was th- four minutes that you would never have back in your life. What's funny too is that, like, they seem in that video, they seem so corny and old. You know, at the time, again, it was a big hit, but they still seem corny, old. They seems like your parents made got like a video machine. And and, 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 and then they the did video something. machine. But what's but what's funny Camera? is no later machine. on later on in the late eighties when the Grateful Dead had a hit with uh, Touch, Touch of Grey, yeah. they are literally old. And then <laughs> little old heavy fat white guys then later on become Bones, and they seem younger and more with it than <laughs> as the Bones. <laughs> yeah, the bones than these guys. Yeah. Yeah. And they're from the same generation, same generation, five years later after this. Yeah. And it seemed more with it than this. Yeah. And has a a better shelf life now. Like you're either a fan of the dead or not, but like it's a, that's a good song that's made by people playing a song in a room together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. And and there's no Bernie Taupin on on the dead song. Yeah. So uh, we've got Aaron's. Uh, entry into the torture chamber. <sighs> Fucking the, hour now, and a half later. That, yes. That one is, it's almost like that was Aaron almost cheated on that one. Cause you can't it had to be done. Yeah. yeah. You you can't, you almost can't top that. I will say this though. And I, I'll admit something. I did know just cause he sent it to me and he even said, you know, you can't hide the stink of this one. So I knew what no. song Aaron had. And I was thinking, should I try to cheat and come up with, and I, you can't really, out we built this there's thing. a lateral move you can make and the rest of it's just up to george's feeling yeah. at the end of it because you're not going to be like shittier than that but yeah. he, george may have a personal reason to hate what you play more right but you're yeah. not going to beat it I, I i was thinking like as i was listening to it today kind of pre- prepping for this i was thinking this on, a, on another level this is can can uh take this is kind of like the underdog who kind of comes from behind and 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 wins the super bowl <laughs> This is I, mine. Might do that. It might not. Let's hear it. You ready? I can't stand it anymore. I, I yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll let it play for a few. few Rip uh, the bandaid off. Yeah. Do yeah, it. And then and then uh, we'll we'll get into it. Here we go. <laughs> this isn't even the worst one of his you could play. I, I I'm stunned that you it, didn't take the I, other one. I, this is familiar, but I don't know what it is yet. Yeah, but it's familiar. I like this song. <laughs> you, you lo- Aaron likes this yep, song. I actually this is, this legitimately police, like it. Isn't it? No. no. Oh, who is it? Well, you have the voice, right? Yeah. It's Sting. Yeah. Oh, it's his solo? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to call up the lyrics. Yeah, there, did, Aaron's right. There is worse ones than this, but I don't. I, I do know. I'm going to use now. one of them. In fact, you've is reminded me that there's a song I can is use. This, <laughs> is this from the Dream of the Blue Turtles? In that? No, this no. is several years later. Okay. This is. Uh, do you want to get to the chorus before yeah, we talk yeah, about let's, it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's, and I want to call up the lyrics while we're listening. Yeah. Is it Ten Summoners Tales? Yeah.
remember this now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So now we've hit that chorus, and I want to talk about the song a little bit of what, right. we, what we just heard. Uh, so uh, this the reason why the previous song we built the city reminded me of this one because he's he's doing the same thing they did in the lyrics, which is he's saying you could say I lost my faith in science and progress, you could say I lost my faith in the Holy Church, you could say blah blah blah. He also says later, um. The, uh, some would say I was a lost man in a lost world. Like, who are these people who think everyone's talking about him? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> famous as, people. As, as if you're the you're the subject of all the conversations in the world. Like, who's saying? Hmm, I, I'm. I think. I think I know Sting well enough to to know that he's lost his faith in science. And <laughs> is progress. he not just saying that? Like, I love you so much that uh, that the only way you could hurt me is to say that one could hurt me is to say you've lost your faith faith in this chick no, whereas he said you could say anything else about me and i wouldn't care as much as i would care about this not that can, they are saying it but uh, that you could know well if you have the lyrics in front of you you would know that he's saying he's it's not what you just described was a night was a nice uh kind of direction to take lyrics his he's saying you could say i lost my faith in science he's naming all these things that some someone somewhere is saying he lost his faith in right <laughs> that he's, and, that's happening to him yeah is he talking about the lord well, he, I was reading about oh, it, and he said he le- he leaves it open to per- interpretation. Like it can be whatever you want it to be. It could be your faith, your your relationship to religion or God, or it could, or it could just be your, your partner <laughs> with what? J money? <laughs> you mean hundies? <laughs> no, no, J- Jesus. Oh, J J J, J-, J- Bones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, look, he had dope lats. Jay, Jay <laughs> the, the beautiful swimmer's body. But okay, but okay. Let's. Just, I I always took this as he was singing to his his wife, his partner, right? His lady wife. Yeah, and and so I guess it doesn't make if I ever lose my faith in you, like that's up to him, not her. Why is he tell you know like? Are you gonna lose your in faith in her or not? Like you tell me, dude, because I don't I don't know what you're saying here. Um, hmm. the, I was thought the lyric was different. I always thought if, if I ever lived my faith in you, there'd be nothing left for me to lose. Right. Well, that's it's, what he's saying. That's he, used what the, I thought, he just had to rhyme it with, yeah, d- with you. So I always he's, thought of it that way. Yeah. That, I think that's what he's saying, but it's, yeah. it's a bad, by the way, thank you for pointing it out, George. It's another <laughs> stupid lyric. There'd be nothing left for that's me to do, was... but what? Like <laughs> jump off a bridge or something? Yeah. Lose would make, would be a better lyric. Yeah. 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 So the other thing, but he doesn't want to say lose twice, mm-hmm. but it would be a, a more interesting thing to say. Yes. Yeah. So already, I'm I'm annoyed that he's listing all these things that he he apparently thinks other people are uh, thinking about him losing. <laughs> Everybody's and, losing sleep thinking yeah, about what Sting's yeah. up to. <laughs> I'm losing sleep because of all of Sting's losses. Um, and <laughs> but the other thing that how's that, Sting making out, man? Come on. You doing all right, Sting? So the other thing that's that's always bumped me about this song is Sting is known for writing these dynamic, angular melodies, particularly his choruses, right? Whether it's uh, "If I Built This Fortress Around," you know, or "We Are Spirits in the Material World," I'll always be King of Pain, right? So he's he's rocks and name the song, his great songs, and they've all got these really cool dynamic. Big arching melodies and and stuff like that. What bumps me about this song is that he was trying to go for that with this, with the melody of this. If I ever, nah, and he goes up to this really weird note, 
and it just it just goes nowhere. It's a it's a nowhere melody. It's it's it's, it's a nowhere it's road. A, it's, it's 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 like someone came along and and said, you know, we need a sting like song for this movie soundtrack. And so some douchebag came along and wrote this. <laughs> it almost feels like Sting didn't write this song. You Gordon know? did. Yeah, Gordon. Gordon did this one. So let's carry on here. Okay. See if that makes sense. And I don't even know what lyrics run. We'll keep going. To lose. <laughs> who's who's saying that sting? No one's saying that. Some. I feel like he's just given up on the melody at this point. It's just, there's nothing there. He's just, and by the way, this next line is great. And by great, I mean the opposite of great. Did you get that? Yes. It's, I mean, probably like, does he think that was a deep line? I don't know how many times we've heard politicians are like game, game show, show hosts. hosts right yeah use car that, salesman why not to yeah, say that right right so it's, it's just cliche yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is like well, i don't even what year is this 1990 aaron 1993 actually hmm. it's that deep huh well do we aaron are you still there yeah okay <laughs> feel free to answer a question when it's asked <laughs> I was nodding. Didn't you hear that? Well, I'm just I'm sorry. I just have PTSD from this fucking. <laughs> I expect to come in the room after from for getting a snack or something, and you've just broken everything. Yeah, and jumped I, out that window. I'll just be yeah. I'll just be like in a fetal position, weeping. All right, here we go. Another chord. I lost my faith in Sting's ability to write a good song. <laughs> It's like a slow tear. It's a slow tear. It's just a slow tear. It's not a... Yeah. I kind of, I'm hearing a little bit of a old sting and police in the keyboard. Those kind of minor yeah. key keyboards, yeah. which, I, which is nice. Mm. But it's just, you know, it doesn't do anything to save this song. And by and we're there's just another stupid line coming up for this bridge. Here we go. Military solutions. So let's let's assume we're we're going with the with the uh, romantic partner thing as opposed to God or whatever. So is that supposed to make her like get gooey inside because he said, <laughs> "Well, when I'm when I'm getting lied to by politicians and the church and everything, I just think of you and everything's okay." Like, is, wh- why are you, why is he equating the those two, the, the the all the institutions he's lost his faith in, but but you you make it better. The institution of marriage, baby. 
This is one that I'll I never. I love you, Trudy. I mean, it's a very unromantic. <laughs> to me, it's a very it's an unromantic uh, love song. Yeah, but I think right. that that's probably what he's probably jacking himself off about that. I, that yeah. that he's found another way to write a love song that mentions fucking politicians and oh. game show hosts and shit like that. <laughs> now I'm, but like, you know what? I think you're right. Now I'm fucking madder. <laughs> oh, I didn't I think, think that's, of that. I think that's what's going yes. on with him here. Oh, it's an anti love song, isn't it? In it, oh, and if I and on, I deserve a pat. I cracked the code. I think that's what's happening. <laughs> All right, carrying on. Does this song ever start? Yeah, right, it's just sort of the same thing. <laughs> a blessing to a that again, where are what is he talking about here? It's that, that's a, apparently some deep line about you know that the miracle of silence, silence. I wish this was silence. Science. You know the miracle of science, um, actually, is just the curse upon us. I mean, what is he? What is this actual thing that he's talking about here? Is it like a miracle of science would be? I don't know the polio vaccine. Did that? Did that turn into a curse? Or, or I'm, I'm pretty sure people who had polio would say it's a blessing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't lost. know what the fuck he's talking about. I was. Lost in another thought of another song of his that I hate. Okay, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll we'll get to that one. Sometimes slip me that so I can win the next round of torture chamber. Here we go. Moving on. Another deep thought from from Gordon here. <laughs> Gordon. He's, he's not even singing anymore. He's just talking. He's doing a Paul Simon thing too, uh, and I think that that's an uncomfortable position for him to be in. Yeah. <laughs> Uncomfortable for me. God. And now we've changed Wait, keys. What, what was that last sound like he was going into the chorus and then he didn't? It's yeah. the same melody, but it's just one line. Because he had to do a key, ch- a clever key change. Oh. So he added an extra line to, I guess, with a different chord to get down to this new key he's in for, Let if I, we're right here. First. Let me say yeah. this first. I see. I mean, this is the clunkiest. That's the clunkiest sort of arrangement bullshit. Right, I'm telling you, it's it. a Paul. It's the he's been afflicted with the Paul Simon late, late in career. Paul Simon. That's a great. That's a great point. You know, it sounds like it is is fucking weird. Sort of how Paul Simon became this sort of jazz man delivery system, like throwing out <laughs> throwing out little bits of business that aren't like he used to be this unbelievable. No one did melody better than yeah. Paul fucking Simon back in the day, and then then he just goes, "Hey man, I've done that. Now I'm just a jazz man." Yeah. And it's a, it's a, dumb. I'm blind now, and it's almost like a laziness <laughs> where you know your your my audience is just gonna eat up whatever shit I put on their plate, and yeah. and that's what this is. This is him going, eh, Sting. I got fans. They're gonna buy this. Um, it's just a really really just like. Do you know? I don't know how much you guys know about comic book lore, but there you know, su- one of Superman's arch enemies is the Bizarro Superman. Oh right, which right. is he does everything opposite from yes. Superman. Right. Uh, this to me like the bizarro sting wrote this it, like some sort of evil <laughs> version of sting world. yeah <laughs> this is the, like the it's it's sting elements but done completely ass backwards anyway moving right. on here into this and by the way key change we've now dropped to a lower lower key to re-sing the chorus and then he starts changing keys 
per line as we go back up. I mean, you can see it right here, George. Those five, yeah. if I ever lose my face. Yeah. Th that's what we have in our future. Just okay. enjoy. On. <laughs> Fuck you. And another one. <laughs> and you know, as this thing fades out, we don't need to hear the rest. I think it's just it's just this sort of quasi Stevie Wonder shitty harmonica over this this synthy mushy kind of new it's like this is kind of like sting at his worst when it comes to like soft sounds as aaron said like the kind of paul simony sounds but at least <clears throat> paul simon would at least get like some brazilian musicians in to play him and stuff this is just sting hiring these these studio hacks to come in and by the way i know these are incredible musicians but this ain't fucking steely dan you know what i mean like this is this sound Sting might as well just like we built the city. He might as well just programmed a drum machine and stuff. I think Vinnie Caliuta is the drummer who's incredible. He sounds he might as well just use a drum machine. That's how soulless this whole recording is. I was going to bring up some so this for me this has a not a different significance but I I did not I just may hurt you guys. I, I did not like the police. During this period of time, and even in the eighties, I mean, maybe Roxanne, and but I was not a police fan. And then his solo material, starting with um, that became political. He became arrogant, mm -hmm. and this I think this song's very arrogant. And the, the point Aaron made about what he was trying to do, I think, is correct. Write mm -hmm. an anti-love song. I, I wouldn't have thought of that. And and so I have a because of my politics at the time, which were conservative. I viewed him as a, this asshole liberal who's trying to, and I, all those words in there, like military solutions and uh, the other things, you, politicians, I don't trust all that shit. Yeah. It, it just, it, it just pointed out his arrogance. And this is later. I was mad at him <laughs> previously when the, um, in Europe and America, there's a growing that thing. Uh, oh, the Russians. The Russians. Yeah. The Russians love their children too. Yeah. Right. And applicable right now in <laughs> sure. our world. But, it, it, I was already mad. I was surprised this is as late as 93 for this. And I will say that later on, in fact, even the other day, uh, two days ago, So Lonely came on and I was just taken aback of how great it is, mm -hmm. how <laughs> fucking great that is and how yeah. great. And then and then uh, Bingo was telling me he went to see Eddie Vedder the other night at the at the there's the, the YouTube theater that's at um, SoFi. Oh, okay. They have a smaller venue there. It's like five thousand. I didn't know. Oh, and, and it's a great place to see a show. And he and he went and and Stewart came up and did three songs with Eddie Vedder. And apparently, it was incredible. And wow. to your point, Damon, what what when Sting started doing his solo work, I felt like I didn't know that was Vinnie Caliuta or whatever. That it all and, and your stuff you said about I'm a jazz man now, Aaron killed me because. In my head, he just got Omar Hakim and a bunch of other really great musicians. But his, but the music also, my personal politics aside at the time, 
it became boring. Like this, like what you just said, Damon's correct. It just, it doesn't feel like, like, uh, Stuart and the chemistry the police had always felt his drumming was frenetic and it drove the band and, mm-hmm. and Sting's vocals and the way Andy fit into it, the way they fit together, it felt for lack of a better term, punk Rocky in yeah. some ways, it felt like they were teetering on the edge of killing each other, which I think they were. <laughs> yeah. And that's what drove it. And this just feels like some, you know, it's all perfect. The pocket's perfect. Everything's, and it's, that's great, but it feels, it, there's no passion in it. Right. And that's what bothers me about this as well. And I really, in the beginning, I, uh, I was, I'm like, oh, I remember this song, and I kind of, you know, it doesn't bother me that much. But now, after talking about it, it really fucking bothers me. <laughs> so I don't. This is, well, yeah, this is tough. Aaron, I don't. This this episode is getting so long that we yeah. probably Aaron and I could probably just do an entire episode devoted to Police versus Sting. Yeah, right. And George might not even want to be here for that. <laughs> I may, I may not, or I may learn something. I don't know. But fuck. Um. This is this is tough. I. I, I have a specific hatred for built this city though, so I'm gonna have to choose that. That's okay. But, but this is I knew very, I was a it was a losing. This is battle. very close though. This is <laughs> it because as a whole, I have a, a as I just explained my problem with Sting during this period of time. Yeah. So, but because and I was I'm surprised at how mad I got as this went on. <laughs> <laughs> built this city you hate it right away you fucking hate it right like i said that's just you getting punched a million times right in the face immediately this was a slow drag of a knife right across for you like this isn't bad wait this fucking really hurts yeah and it does you're right damon this yeah we built the city wears it's a shitty heart on its shitty sleeve this sneaks right into you and then you have (laughs) diarrhea for two weeks it just you don't know it's coming yeah you know this is this is had someone played this for me in the torture chamber it would have won hands yeah, down yeah because i've been i've yeah, been you i've been ranting about this song in particular like there's certain songs that people are, are annoyed about from sting that i'm like yeah it sucks but it's not it, it doesn't yeah it doesn't offend me on, on the same level that if i ever lose my faith in you does because i just feel like this is just like a weird uh and it's coming you know, from a place of love from you, like you love Sting. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and, I and what, what the fuck happened? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, it's like this. It's like when you clone somebody, but each clone gets worse and worse. <laughs> That's like Sting's solo albums. He just gets further and further away from the original Sting. 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was very surprised Sting. this was '93. Yeah. In my head, this isn't. This is the late '80s. This right. isn't '93 to right. me. Like he, I, I, by 93, he should know better. Yeah, and I think he's tired because <laughs> this is maybe his fourth solo album by then. Uh, something like that, you know, uh, yeah, a lot more to come. And it was also a big hit. I mean, the, the, yeah, the this album. was one of his most well-regarded albums, by the way, cause like oh. fields of gold was on here, which is a huge hit for him. Also hate that. <laughs> <laughs> that one I don't mind. It's yeah, perfectly yeah. pleasant. Yeah, and, yeah. uh, it's not, it's not genius by any stretch, but it's a perfectly lovely little song. Let's I'm, get I'm to the gonna... sorbet. I can't take the awfulness anymore. It hurts. Okay. Okay. Let's do, all right. Okay. Let's do the sorbet. <laughs> let's do the sorbet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, by the way, just for, for those keeping score, we are keeping score. And I think it's Aaron 2, George 1, and Damon 0. Is it? Okay, yes, yeah. Yes, I'm the, I'm the giant loser. I got to is... come storming back uh, in, the, in the coming Storm weeks. Storm and Norman. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, this is... All right, here we go. Uh, let's, get, okay. let's ease ourselves in, out of that shit and, and into, into the next thing. Sorbet for that oh-so-fresh feeling. <laughs> She's forgiven for, for unplugging the router after I heard that. Yeah. All right, here's George's George's sorbet. Off we go. Jorbet. 
Yeah. Yes. Do it. Gotta say, just played this song last night with the band. And in fact, we open the goddamn sets with this song it's now a good song. because I we even talked about hey maybe you swap it out and start with something else and one guy Fuck in that the band, shit. he said he said D- you guys we can't it's the perfect opening song it <laughs> it's we play it really well the audience is surprised a that they're hearing that song yep. and b how how great it sounds in the context that we're doing it Correct. so this is just like a fucking winner across the board it is. So, you know, people don't realize they know this song. It's it's a kind of a forgotten quote unquote yeah. car song. Yep. Um it, it's just it, it's, it's not best friends girls, not just what I needed. It's yeah, not, it's yeah. it's not even like the later stuff you like, might think. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, or tonight it's, she comes. <laughs> I remember when it was when it was a hit in the seventy yep. eight, was it? Seventy nine. Seventy nine. And it, they played it all the time, so it's not like it wasn't yeah. a, a big, a well-known song at the time. But it sort of fell by the wayside when yeah, compared to other. It's not fucked out. That's why I like about yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not just what I needed. It's on FM radio all the time, or you know, oldies. You yeah, know, whatever. It's not on that. Yeah. Right. Sweet sixty nine did this song too. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah I remember that. I think a lot of people are also con- confused about the difference between um, Ben Orr and Rick Ocasek as l- singing lead vocals. Yeah, I, I've I, I looked I, I looked into that because I thought about it a lot, and, and Ben died young. Yeah, but it's been he dead twenty years. He sings like pretty much half of the songs. Like it, it's it's yeah, a, it's easily. a coin flip of who's singing. I know their voices very well. Me because too, because yeah, I'm a huge yeah, fan. But yeah. a lot of people know they think that Rick Ocasek just sang everything. Yeah, I don't, but I think other people but, do yeah. because he's the, yeah. was the face of the band. Yeah, exactly. Even yeah. though Ben was way more foxy because Rick, you know. Yeah. yeah. Way more foxy <laughs> than Rick Ocasek is, yeah, yeah, is was, not a challenging. I was going to say that's, <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. Ask Paulina Poroskova. Ichabod <laughs> Okrainsik. Here we go. They're also they're also doing that great. The cars were excellent. This at least in their first three albums, maybe four albums yeah. of the, the, walking that line between new wave and rock. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I love this. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's yep. you know the, the synth is com- plenty loud in the mix. It's a it's a featured instrument in in a lot of their early stuff, but it's a full on rock band. It you is, know? and yeah. and and their voices, particularly Okasik, but but Ben Orr too, were very. New waves voices, yeah, almost like robot. Yeah, right, yeah, 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 right. And so they, the cars are almost like the perfect thing or, or entity to represent Agreed. that. Agreed. You can take almost out of that sentence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. And I, the thing that struck me too is then I went and I watched the the video for this, the live video, or no, no. So there's two. There's the video for this. They actually made a video where you oh. can tell they're lip syncing. Okay, and. It was, and by the way, it, that it must have been seventy nine was early for this, but that it was one of the it was the there was the hundredth video played played on MTV the first day was this, wow, because there weren't that many videos sure. back then. And then there's the famous thing of them on the midnight special, yeah, doing this live, and it's a little faster. And what struck me though is just what you said about the music, but also the way they looked. They, he has a tiger skin shirt on. They got cool guitars. He has a he has a flying V bass. Mm-hmm. Elliot's got that. 
the uh, Charvel star looking one that's got three wings on it. Yeah. And it, to a kid like me, who maybe wasn't sure about New Wave, because I like Kiss and I like Led Zeppelin and whatever, mm-hmm. this eased me into it where I was like, fuck, this is great. And they look cool. They're rockers. Right. They're not just nerdy, you know, New Wave guys. Yeah. Like just what you said. That really helped me to be okay with liking this kind of and i love this album to me candio is their best record oh and this might be the pinnacle of everything they've ever done for me and i like a lot of their songs but this might be the perfect the only thing about it i thought was there's no guitar solo because that's also something that brought that you you that still was a dividing line back then especially when keyboards were so taboo now with and, these guys, though, typically you're always and you get a crazy one from Elvis yes, Easton, right? The dichotomy and, of what he would play yep. with what was happening in new wave radio or even rock radio. the The craziest one, I think, would be the best friend girl, best friend's girl yes. solo. Where it's a fucking country solo, essentially, in the middle of this. Yeah, he's one of the greatest players of all time, and the greatest choices. And he's one of those dudes who's tasty as fuck in the same way that Mike Campbell is. Never yep. played a shitty note in his life. Like yeah. not, even if he tried to, he could not fuck shit up. Right. Impossible. With all that. That's and, and that's what I'm a little I almost was gonna say this is the perfect car song, but there isn't a guitar solo. <laughs> <laughs> but he's still great in it. He is he's still the yeah. little things in it. Those little tasty things like Aaron was saying. Yeah. Great synth right there. Yeah, it is. I have to stop it there only because there's a relevant story about that lyric. She's 17. Um, I'm not on speaking terms with a singer from my band because he wanted to change the lyric to that because it was right, like right in the middle of me too. No. (laughs) There's some Great Elliot Easton guitar right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing that, to do that, with what's going yeah, on in no, the song, no. and it's fucking killer. It is. So that little clap, 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 yeah. clap, 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 let's yeah. go yeah. is actually from an old, I believe, surf song. Yeah, yeah. I was from just going to sick- oh, tell oh, you. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. <laughs> I, 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 I was flabbergasted to find that out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, what I didn't, so it's because it's, it's called the uh, the Routers. It's the, oh, the, the name of the band. It's all tying in. No yeah. wonder Amy did that. And, and it's and it's <laughs> and, and all it went, and, and it said, oh, this, oh, and by the way, the original, their song is called Let's Go, parentheses, Pony. I don't know why, huh. and then and and all the and it's just they wrote a song. Um, I expected it to have lyrics. I've never heard it before, and I expected it to have lyrics, but it's just the cheerleader thing. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. that's just the cheer. They just and, and by the way, you listen to the song, and I'm waiting for the the, the verse to start, and it's just surf music. And then every once in a while, they go. <laughs> Yeah. Let's go. And and they talked about how they used that so much, how that everyone stole that. Like the cars did. That's where this came from. Right. And that's why it's called Let's Go. Because there's really no chorus where it says Let's Go. Yeah, that's they the just hook. shout it out. That's they the didn't hook. want to call the song I Like the Nightlife. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And they <laughs> I like to the boogie. Uh, they like the boogie. And um 
and they uh, and it's been used. They they noted so many other things. Uh, uh, Bay City Rollers. Yeah. And Saturday, Saturday night, night and yeah. Mi- uh, oh Mickey, you're so fine. And they, isn't there a Moan song? Rock and rock and roll no, radio. Rock and roll. Let's Just go. Film. It's the yeah. same. Yeah. It's, this must have been a very popular song. I mean, I read a little bit about it, but I was so dis- not disappointed, but surprised that oh, it's just this surf song with no lyrics. And yeah. It's like it's from 1962, <laughs> and well, it fucking works for everyone. It did for them. Yeah, you don't ever think about. It's funny that it came from one place, but it could live in so many other places, and no one ever went, oh, like casually, oh, it's from that. That's derivative Ramones or Gwen Stefani or yeah, right. Tony Basil or Cars. Whoever, yeah. And I, and you never think that song came from – this song came from that. In yeah. fact, let's – Let's let's use the instead of let's go let's uh, use sorbet from all three of us ready <laughs> one two three four sorbet, sorbet. <laughs> <laughs> all right carrying on here That's a cool harmony. Like it's it's almost robotic. I love it's him, it. Yeah, it's him and right him and yeah. uh, it's it's all of them sing that. I'm not sure it's just Rick. Uh, it's with him there. It's with Ben. I, that might be Ben harmonizing himself. Is it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. When, they, when they do it live, it's oh, they're all singing. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I don't know if that's you know. Well, I mean, on the, just on that one line. Yeah, mm-hmm. laughing inside. Right. Oh, okay. I'd have to go and watch. They the do live beautiful one. now too. Beautiful yeah. now. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> You have to remember, George, if if uh, while while they're playing it live, if uh, Ben Orr is doing all those b- bass runs while he's yep, singing, he is. Wow, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty. You that's see pretty him impressive. Down his guitar, Also, that's maybe the only thing that 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 bumps me out of the song is I don't want to break her crown. It's sort right. of like bizarre. I, I like that lyric a lot. You do, Queen, I, bro. Love I love it. Yeah. Okay. I just thought that I think you know there's just a quick. Oh, we need something to rhyme with. Hold her down. Break her crown. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. By the way, you guys, uh, one thing we had to learn, and Aaron probably remembers this from doing it with 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 the nine, um, that do 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 the ending where they go yeah that's that's what Elliot's playing on all these little instrumental bridges yeah just just guitar does it until the end the whole band does it I think it's a nice little great outro yeah exactly.
Well, you can't. I mean, what an ending. Yeah. When when we finish it live, yeah. it's like the whole place just goes. Fuck. Uh, it, it, it's <laughs> so good. The other thing I want to mention, uh, drummers. Yeah. Like I used to play this song on my drums all the time. Yeah. This is one of the songs I learned to play drums on. Kind of yeah. when I you know, when I got done playing, you know, back in black and other things that were just beats. Yeah. And I love the pre-chorus here of the what he does there. I let David Robinson, great drummer, mm-hmm. and it really in in the, in the sound that uh, RTB Roy Thomas Baker. Those drums are huge in this, bigger yeah. than drums were than toms, especially. Right. It's they sound huge, and it really drives and and just the two extra little beats in the in the in the verses. He adds the two down beats instead of one. Uh, which which part in the verses? Uh, he does two. He does two instead of he's playing two and four, but he he, oh. is, he oh, plays. Yeah. T- right. t- oh yeah, yeah. It, it was such a revelation to me then. Yeah. At whatever I was, thirteen years old, and playing the drums for two years, and I loved playing this and was proud of myself when I learned it. Yeah. And could learn those tom patterns and what and, and the little in the that stuff. Yeah. I loved being able to do that. Right. And it was and it wasn't that hard, but also it was it wasn't that easy either. Mm-hmm. But it just the way it fits into it and the way the sound they get of everything. And I thought well, about it's inventive. That every every yeah. part of the every part of all their shit is a fucking hook. It just that's, it is that's, right. That's the thing about them yeah. is that like nothing is fatty. It's just fucking hook city. You know, all lean the way machine. The board. Yeah, it yeah. is. And they're all, good and they're choice, all, and George. They're all, yeah, thank you. And they're all good. And they're all. And I thought about them. And I looked at Greg Hawks and that, and and they're all they're all such good musicians. Really, all, they're really all, are. all of yeah. them. And they're and they're all, he, the drummer's so good. And it was other. He was in he was in another band like the called the Modern Modern Lovers. Modern Lovers, right? Because yeah. he was yeah. And they're so they're all just so good. And I love. And this is to me. This is their best song. I yeah. I, it I mean, always does it for it's, me. It's yeah. it's top two for me yeah. definitely. Yeah. It could change positions with another one all the time, but it's yeah. always right up there for for number one. Yeah. So sorbet, excellent. Uh, excellent work. I guess we're going to let you go, Aaron. Well done, everybody. Everybody kicked ass, uh, and we're, uh, you know, we're doing I feel it, better really after that it. beating. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, yeah. that's... The that's... rabbit punching and then just the big heavy hits. I just, now I feel a lot better. Thank you for the salve. <laughs> yep. So uh, I guess we'll, we'll close it off here, and uh, everybody get back to whatever it is they spend their time doing. And this has been episode three of Ear and Loathing. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ear and Loathing. Mom! Take it easy. Lower it. I don't I'm not going to lower it. I have to do this now. I don't mind you playing it, but lower it. Tune in next week for more Ear and Loathing. End transmission. Goodbye.